Hi, I'm Jackie. Hi, I'm Emma. And this is Two, Two Pints of Brew and a Chocolate Crispy, episode 11. Yay! Because <laughs> we remembered! <laughs> we did remember, we didn't even have to look it up either. I know, I'm quite impressed with that. I can't, like, threw it out the back of my mind. Oh, brilliant. So today's episode is on self-image. The image of oneself. Yes. <laughs> Which okay. I thought was quite self-explanatory and it was quite simple mm-hmm. of a discussion yeah. until I started looking into it and it was a bit like an onion. Yeah. Lots of layers. Oh no. So I'm the... probably going to cry cutting this bitch up as well. So the definition that I found online of self-image is the idea one has of one's abilities, appearance, and personality. So basically the way you think about yourself and view yourself. Yeah, completely. Um, And I kind of... I kind of put it down to it was just a visual thing. Mm. But then when I started reading into it and all the different kind of elements, it became apparent that it wasn't as... Simple yes. as what I thought it was yeah, going to be. It's quite multifaceted from what you explained it, but I was the same as you. I thought it was just like your your image of yourself. I didn't realize it was as in depth as your whole self, like your like you said. Yeah. So um, I read up about a self concept and self esteem expert. I love this name, Roy Baumeister. Mm. And he's, obviously, I've just said he's an expert in self-esteem and In that field. Kind of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And he'd said, the term identity refers to the definitions that are created for and superimposed on the self. So basically, like, your identity is the centre of, say, a pie and then little slices off the side... It's like, all make yeah. up that identity. So it's like your your identity is like your the center of yourself and like everything, all parts of you come from how you identify yourself. Yeah. So your okay. self image, body image, self esteem, um, self confidence that all like comes into play to bring together your identity. Oh, with you. So I was like, oh wow, here we go down this rabbit hole. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was okay. Like, wow. Oh. I'm going to have to look at myself in depth. Mm-hmm. It's like good stuff. Mm-hmm. So I also read up um, some of the elements and dimensions of self-image. Okay. So the element of a person's self-image, number one. Number one. So the way someone perceives or thinks of themselves. So... I kind of thought, right, okay, so is this, like, what I look like, like, when I look in the mirror? Like, I like I see, oh, yeah, she's got, well, just now, definitely needs a haircut and hair dye. <laughs> Skin's looking like shit. Needs to stop eating shit. <laughs> Etc. Yeah. But, like, once I started, like, reading into it and then, like, all that, what I said to you, like, the identity and then all the different things that come off were, I started looking at it in a different way. So the way I perceive myself as a person, not Uh, just what I look like. Right, okay, yeah. Like, 
my personality. Yeah, I'm funny or am I loud? Am I quiet? Yeah, am I like all this kind of things. Or... The second one was the way someone inter inter the sorry the way someone interprets others' perception of them. So like what other people think of you. Okay, yeah. So you might think, oh, well, I think I'm funny, but I don't think that they think I'm funny. Yeah. This is where maybe you have like a neg, you think that people think negatively of you. Mm. Or more positively than is actual. Yeah. Okay. And then third one, which I keep getting wrong. <laughs> third time's a charm, Emma. Come on. I wrote it when it was quite dark. <laughs> I couldn't be turning the light on. Lazy bitch. <laughs> yep. And the way a person would like to be. So their ideal self. Yeah, so you're like, you want people to look at you and like, as if you're like, kind. That's how you want people to perceive you as. Mm. But you don't know that is how you're perceived as sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. It is complicated. It do, it does get quite like complicated. Do you know what? No wonder people get anxiety over this because it's like this... many a layer to be worried about how like things like. That's what I was thinking uh, as I was going through this. So then I looked at the di- six dimensions. Oh, so this fuck. is <laughs> so this is like a self image framework. Mm-hmm. But there's like so many out there, and not all of them are like known or they're not accepted or by the profession. Ah, the the because psych- psychiatrists would dream this, isn't it? Yeah. Really, let's face it. So, um, the first one is the physical dimension. So, this is where how a person evaluates his or her appearance. Okay. So, like when you look in the mirror, mm-hmm. like what do you see? Yeah. Do you want me to describe it? Well, like, what do you what do you see when you get when you look in a mirror? Like, are you you like? Depends what time in the morning it is. I'm like, fuck, my eyes are bleeding, <laughs> <laughs> or I need to go to bed. <laughs> Just going off topic, ever so slightly here. Jackie sent me a message saying her eyes were bleeding. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You've got Ebola. I was like, for something, I was really bloody concerned. And she's like, no, Emma. <laughs> she's like it's an expression and I was like really it is like oh my eyes are bleeding because I'm so tired that my <laughs> eyes are bleeding <laughs> oh my god what's wrong with her is I've it catching got- I was with her last <laughs> night I've got stigmata <laughs> my <laughs> eyes are bleeding I was like oh my god hell no Sometimes. Do some you... things don't translate. We might sound like we're besties, but some days it's just confusion. Oh, isn't it, Joss? <laughs> yes. So, do you spend a lot of time no. at the mirror? Fuck no. <laughs> no. I it's like a grieving house. If I could cover up bitches, I would. <laughs> no, in the morning I do, because obviously you're brushing your teeth and you're like, oh yeah, let's look at the, the mug. <laughs> yeah, okay. And like, if I'm putting on like, like, when I need to see what I'm doing to my face, yes. But, like, I don't, like, touch up. Like, if I put on makeup throughout the day, I wouldn't go, oh, I need to check my face. And, like, I'm, like, I'm my one and done. I'm, like, yeah. set that shit yeah. and move on with my life. Yeah, no, not really. I don't, I don't spend a massive amount no. of time in the mirror. No. Like. No, got better things to be doing in my life. Like, I brush my hair, I know where my hair is. So I just brush it. You wouldn't know I brush mine today. Oh, I didn't want to say. <laughs> it is a mess, literally. My whole day, I literally came in here like, look like a bug of shit, but it's okay, she was saying nothing. Clearly, fucking should I never is. said nothing. No, until I brought it up. You yeah. could have just sat here with your mouth shut, though. Good job. 
that wouldn't be a good friend, though. No, it's okay. That's <laughs> not how we work. I wonder how Emma perceives me. She looks like shit. <laughs> Though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I don't go back to topic. It's <laughs> more topic. topic. I don't think you look like a baka shark. Thank you, darling. You look lovely. Fucking liar, Macario. <laughs> I can't win here. No. So I uh, yeah. So no, I I wouldn't say so. I don't think I have a negative perception of myself as much as I did when I was younger. Mm. Like, I don't look at myself and see flaws all the time. Like, I'm joking just now. But I don't all... I don't sometimes... I just think I'm quite neutral about it. I'm just like, mm. this is my face. This is what it fucking looks like. It's looked like this for 32 years. Yeah. I'm moving on now. Yeah, I've, I've got never, shit to do. I've never really looked at myself in the mirror and turned around and thought, I hate myself, even when I was younger. Like, I don't like what's no. looking back at me. I'm like, well, that's... That's the hand up and given, so let's I just think, get on with it. I think it. I maybe did when I was younger in school, but I think it was more because I was like, yeah, bullied. Why would he be phoning me again? Ignore it. <laughs> it is still recording. It's okay. <laughs> so, like, I think between the ages of maybe about 12 and 15, I was more bothered about what people thought of me yeah as in your personality yeah or like what or, you wore or, or like yeah okay um but then at the same time I was never a follower yeah no I was the same see when I was I went to secondary school the decade of the chav and the emo time and I was a little bit of an emo as you'll remember so I was 16 when I went up to college yeah but Chavs were mostly Chavs, Chavs and Neds. He's, do you remember Chavs and Neds? Yeah, I owned a pair of Burberry trousers. <laughs> and I did have ridiculously large hoop earrings. <laughs> and a baseball cap. <laughs> she was a Nedette. Um, I had my moments. But, <laughs> but then that was the thing with me. I, could, I would Fritter. maybe go out on a Friday night with mates and I'd be clad out in Burberry and look like a chav. Yeah. But then I could go out on a Saturday night mm-hmm. with a different group of friends, or maybe even the same group, but I would change my style with what I was wearing. Yeah, you didn't fit, you didn't pigeonhole yourself into a box. No. No. Never I, did. I felt like, I think that concept followed me about, like, the pigeonhole in yourself, you have to fit into a mold. Yeah. I think that followed me about until I was maybe into my middle to later 20s. Yeah. And then I was like, mm, you don't need to. Yeah. And now, even more now, I'm like, yeah, you definitely don't need to. Yeah. I can remember there was the trend of the Adidas tracksuit and mm. the Kappa. Yes. And I don't know if you had these in America, but you used to hear the Kappa poppers. Yes, I remember there was in, what was it, Primary 4 when they came out? Or oh, six? I was in the Academy, babes. Oh, maybe I was <laughs> Primary 6 then. I was in the Academy when six. they came out. Because they got banned at schools because yeah. folk used to rip, rip them, them open. Them. Yeah. They had to be super glued or we weren't allowed to wear them. But I, I think I maybe owned one set of copper trousers. Like, I really didn't kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. And I would kick a boot in a navy fleece hoodie and a pair of denim flares with converse oh. trainers with my hair crimped. Yeah, I used to have... <laughs> I just wasn't... Yeah, I was a big shopper, Tammy girl. 
Um, and I had like loads of different kinds of flares. And yeah. then I discovered like My Chemical Romance, who are finally doing an, another tour just now. Oh, they? they are. I remember them the first time round. So yeah, yeah, and I was like into that. But again, it was like a pigeonhole and sort of thing. But I didn't really, yeah, I didn't get up in the morning and go to school and think to myself, what is everyone else wearing? What are they going to think if I turn up? I think I maybe did a little bit. I was I was bullied for that. Okay. So yeah. I but see. I was weird. quite bullshit. If anyone said yeah, no, anything, I, I would say, "What the fuck has it got to do with you? What I'm wearing?" No, I was concentrating your own stuff. I was quite quiet until I got to like, <coughs> and it was funnily enough, it was boys that bullied me more than girls. Girls oh, really? were really bothered. Yeah, boys bullied me more than anything else. Bastards. And it wasn't, and it wasn't until like I grew breasts in like fifth year and was leaving that they were like actually left me alone. But I did change. I wasn't really... Yeah, and then I got to college and then everybody was emo and I was like, these are my people. And then mm. as I've gotten older, I was like, yeah, it was just a phase. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it was boys. I like really, like really hard time. I was like, what the fuck did I do to you, you fugly fuck? <laughs> <laughs> sort, sort yourself image out, bitch. <laughs> yeah, like... You seen yourself? What are you coming on and going to me for? Coming on to me, mate. What are your issues? Mean. Your issues on me. Mean. Jesus. Anyway, but yeah. But even like as I've got older, <clears throat> like when I hit fifteen, I think there was a stage where I was kind of like I was slightly worried. Yeah. But that worry only lasted for. I could imagine you going, I wonder what anybody's going to say. And then if anybody actually said anything, you would have been like, well, what the fuck's it got to do with you? And then that would have been it. Yeah. Because then you would have been like, oh, why am I fucking worrying about this? Yeah. That's, that's was, the type of person that you are. Lot. Yeah. And then by the time I got to about 15, like I didn't care what anybody thought about anything to do with me. <laughs> that's it. Like yeah, I got to the point because... I got to that stage and I thought, so as long as my mum and dad are proud of me. Yes. And I only care what mum and dad think. Mm-hmm. And, like, my family, so, like, my brother mm-hmm. and my mum and my dad and, like, my best friends. Yeah, people that had your back, that were closest yeah, that to were, you, like, that close their opinions to me. mattered. Yeah, well, exactly. Their opinion mattered. Then mm-hmm. I really wasn't bothered what anyone else had to say. And I've kind of carried that through my adulthood. That's good. That's a good trait to have. And I've kind of tried to put that onto, like, the kids. Yeah, that's a good trait. And say to them, do you know what? As long as you're happy and as long as you're doing right and you feel good and can mum and dad are proud of you and you're doing good and, I mean, you're going to be beautiful to me because I'm your mum. Yeah, of course. You know? Yeah. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. I agree with you. I agree Um, with that. But, but yeah, and I've kind of, I've kind of, well, I have, I've carried it on. I mean, there's been a few times, you know, when I've been in positions where people have been funny with me. Mm-hmm. Um, or I thought, oh, they're acting a bit strange around me. And I was like, oh, shit, what have I done wrong? Mm-hmm. And that, especially in village life. Mm-hmm. And I come home and I'm like, why is this bothering me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if it happened. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, no, I haven't got time to think about yeah. that. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes as well, it's a bit like, that's that's your own shit. If, if that's their shit as well. It's yeah. like, if I've, you and know... I'm what? very much, well, if I've 
if I have done something wrong or you do come and tell me that's let's chat it out yeah because it might be you've misconstrued it as something so of course this is the thing with perceptions and people and people think that you you've done something and this is how you've meant it but it's like that's totally not what I meant you've taken it out of context or misunderstood or something Mm. so yeah but no I think that's a really good trait to have especially at such a young age and especially well for anybody not even just girls but boys as well or like um people going through trans um changes and things like that is the the have that self-image of i don't care how people perceive how i look yeah is so important I yeah yeah. I just I've just never really cared. As I said, I got to fifteen and and I was like, I don't even know when it's something that we start caring about. I don't know where it comes from because we do get to a point where, like, I remember caring at some point and I don't know why because it wasn't something that my mum ever instilled in me. It wasn't something that my dad ever instilled in me. Yeah. They were pretty. They were pretty liberal parents. I think they I think bothered. it's watching your peers. Yeah. To be honest with you. Um, like what the other girls and boys are doing at school and your friend groups and and things. And I think I think it's easy to get led and think the way that others think mm-hmm. because you think, well, they're all thinking it, so why am I not thinking it? So, mm-hmm. and I I think maybe a turning point for me in my teenage years was seeing other girls getting upset about what other girls were saying. Yeah, that happens a lot. And I was like, why are you caring what Millie Adams is saying? That's a made-up name, by the way. So if anyone that knows me is listening, there's no such person as Millie Adams. And if there's a Millie Adams listening, I'm sorry. But, like, what Millie Adams said to you. Yeah. And, I mean, what difference does it make? It's like, you don't like her. She's got the personality of a nut. So why are you bothered about it? She's cruel and she's horrible to people. So why are you bothered? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't know. It's like, right, well, let's stop thinking about it and move on. I remember that. It's actually quite funny because uh, one of my daughters was speaking about it in, in regards to her friend group. Um, and um, she turned around and she was like, oh, there was arguments. Um, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, girls fault in and out all the time. Yeah. Did not even worry about it? Did I even think about it? And she goes, well, it wasn't really anything to do with me. But it was just happening. I was like, dinner stress about it, and it just yeah. and it just made me think. Christ would do, yeah. Because she was just like, why he's arguing? She was being, she was NATO in it. Oh bless. She that. was. She was like, I'm not involved, but like, dudes, sort your shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But yeah, it is. And it's a competition that we have as women as well, that I don't understand even now when you go out or well maybe not so much because like you're older so you're kind of like you're not on the picking table so much maybe Mm. when you're in your 20s it's almost like like this perception like men think you're getting dressed up for them it's like no no you're getting dressed up for other women because it's other women that are judging other women and what they're wearing they fit men or men men didn't give a shit what you're wearing yeah effectively and you're just sitting thinking when did we become when when did that start happening when did we start being at like war with each other and a competition with each other for things. When did I don't that know, start? I never have. No, neither have I. I've never. I've kind I've, of been like, oh, she looks pretty. Yeah. I'm almost like the opposite. Oh, like that looks really nice. Yeah. No, the other way. I'm like, I'm in a shit. Oh, yeah. You power to you. Wear what you want. Do what you want. Like, I'm a shit. Yeah, I am very much like, do what you want. 
and look how you want. Sometimes I do look at people and think, do you know what, I wouldn't have worn that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've got maybe a 60-year-old woman and the dress yeah. is right up the bum and oh, yeah. there's varicose veins and oh, yeah. all that Age kind of thing. Age appropriation. So, and then I'm like, well, she can wear what she wants. Can I just mean, not my personal but choice. Personally, if I get to that ripe age, I'm not wanting anyone to see my varicose veins, but she's confident. Mm-hmm. And she's loving life. Yeah. And she's gotten home from the pub with a man on her arm, so good luck to her. Yeah, fair play. So, uh, yeah. I do, I do, I wouldn't, is that judgmental? I don't know. I don't know, is that judgmental? I don't know. I don't know, because I'm like, no, I wouldn't have worn that. But good luck to you, girl. I don't know if that is or if that isn't. Maybe it is. Quite what other dimensions is there? So, Sorry. physical. So, uh, okay. psychological dimension so oh. this is how the person evaluates their personality okay so i what is what actually does an outgoing personality mean i mean i think that you are like if there was a group you would be the first one to approach and speak maybe you're just like just forever i perceive myself is be this is this is actually quite a good example because I perceive myself as being quite an open person, mm-hmm. and I do. Th- and if people speak to me and get to know me, they will just speak to me and just tell me whatever. So I've said to you before, people just like just word vomit, and it's fine because it doesn't go anywhere. Because mm-hmm. if somebody tells you something and you're exactly the same, like I cannot abide it when somebody trusts you enough to say, I'm going to tell you this and this is mm-hmm. like what I'm going through or like something that's a real problem or whatever. And then the person then spreads it. I fucking yeah. hate that. I hate, especially as I've gotten older. I'm like, why? Yeah. Um, but like, but Christopher's always said, oh no, I think you put out like a vibe where you're like, I don't want to speak to people. And I'm like, oh, I totally think that I'm like, yeah, I'll speak to anybody, yeah. I perceive myself as being quite open. And he's like, no, you've got, like, stank face. <laughs> really? Yeah, apparently. Oh, goodness. Maybe me. you don't see it because you know me, though. Yeah, see, when I and first... And maybe you look fucking annoyed I... all the time, though. And I'm like, oh, because I'm fucking blizzy, sort and you other folks shit out. That's why. <laughs> I'm busy. It's when my mind's, like, spinning fucking plates everywhere. I'm concentrating. <laughs> Oh my god! I know. I thought you. Were, I thought you were quite a sociable, yeah, person. You were easy to speak to for night first, mm-hmm. maybe. But it was a different setting, yeah, as well. Different it wasn't time. like a one on one. It was like there was a loads group. of us. So mm-hmm. it started off as a group discuss discussion, and then that group whittled down, and then there was two. So it's like you know. <laughs> yes, I get what you mean. Do you know what I mean? So like over time, we got to know each other, and now we're at the point where we're in each other's who says in each other's lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we will tell each other anything or speak to each other about anything. There's like no boundaries. Nope. Um. There so probably should be more. There probably <laughs> should be, but never mind. <laughs> I just tell my therapist and I'm it. <laughs> I do, yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm outgoing. I think I'm approachable. Yes, then that's other the people thing might you're... think that I'm not approachable. I think some. No, I think that there's. I think the problem is the perception that people have of people who are strong personalities. Mm. This whole thing, like, it's almost like I shouldn't have to water myself down because you're not comfortable with the fact that I'm just gonna say it as I say yeah. it. Yeah. 
or that and it's like but why do you think that's causing an argument i think people seem to think that everybody's causing them some sort of offense these days yeah like if you you do something that somebody you're annoyed with or if you turn around and say to somebody for example if you turn around and say to somebody i don't want to speak about it i actually just want some space doesn't mean like i'm being horrible and i'm gonna ignore you it's like mm. but i'm doing this for me because you might be like, I want to speak about it. It's like, but if I'm annoyed, it's not your decision to yeah. tell me to speak about it. I need to go and like, yeah. chill the fuck out. Take a step back. Or else I'm going to like, eat your face off with my words, bitch. So, and I want to be a better person than that. Because my mama raised me right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the hell? Oh, damn, you angry little soul there. Well, but you know what I mean? I think my that little the, firecracker. <laughs> I do think that people have this, like... It's as if, like, I don't know. It's I, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I do know what I'm trying to say. Do you get what I'm trying to say? I do get what you're trying to say. Thank God. <laughs> I do get what you're trying to say. You translate for me. I think sometimes as well, you're a bit like me. Like, some folk are offended by some of the things mm. we say and some of the sayings that we use. Yeah. And and I can't... <sighs> My humour is very dark as yes. well. Like, sometimes I have to scope a person out before I let the whole Jack experience yeah. out. Yeah, no, I do know what you mean. Because you're like, oh, Jesus. Like, <laughs> I've got this is going to be 50 shades of shit before we, know, before we know it. You know? So I'm like, oh, okay. And sometimes you can see and go, Emma. And I'm like, what? You know, you were thinking it. I said it. <laughs> you know and I'm like oh Jesus but yeah I'm quite I'm quite um yeah I suppose I can be quite offensive sometimes no I think I don't mean to be offensive do you know what it is though I think it's the fact that sometimes I think that people are so used to things being sugar-coated as well Mm. and like so used to nobody being offended it's like it's impossible for nobody to be to offended, be offended like know. i would say me and you are probably the people the least easily offended people mm. ever like it takes a lot to offend yeah. me but somebody might say something and it might completely get me and i'm like fuck the fuck off it's normally something to do with kids mm. something to do with like like um i don't know fucking Something to do with like jokes about disabled kids or something, and I'm like, really? I just name yeah. There, there like, is stop. yeah. There is a line like yeah. You, you can't be you, no. Yeah, some things you just are completely and utterly inappropriate. Yeah, and I get it that some people might say something and be like, oh, that's it's just a joke, and it's like it's just not for me. It's yeah, me. it's not for. But me. like, yeah. don't get me wrong. I was like firing out jokes when, you know, obviously we'll talk about grief a different time, but like in a in a place where. It was maybe people would say that it's not appropriate for you to be making jokes or saying yeah. things. And it's like, well, but I did. And I have to admit, like, that might be offensive to some folk. And it's like, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. That's fine. Be offended. Yeah, I found that as well. Especially with grief. Because I, I don't try and find the funny side of grief. Mm-hmm. But, like, it it's, keeps me going sometimes. It's, it's not like, a, grief's not a linear thing in the fact that you're constantly in this like, oh you go through, oh you do this and then this and this and this is the stages. It's like very up and down. Yeah. And it's like yeah. if, if somebody says to me, Oh, you lost your brother, I said no fucking lose him, he's dead. You know what I, mean? <laughs> I know exactly where he is. <laughs> I lost my brother in that bag. <laughs> Let's not speak about that. I can't cope with that, Jackie. No. I can't cope for that. That's for a whole different podcast when I've got with you through that whole situation. But I was the same. Remember when we were like literally speaking about my dad saying you've got chocolate in your bag? 
No, why? Because if you waft her under your mum's nose, that'll walk and her up and we'll just go look in here. And it's like, she's, in, she's like in a coma. <laughs> High but intensive like, care. But it was funny. And we've been up for like fucking seven hours. Yeah. Like all night sitting here. And it's like, it was funny. Because it was funny. you I... have to find the humour in things or else yeah that's the point of living man i like and it just gets you through yeah and i just even for a couple of seconds a bit i am aware that to other folk yes that can be offensive very much so and that's why i'm saying you have to i think it's choosing your audience and you know who your people are because then you'll be like right okay that's fine it's like i turned around one day I was sitting in the pub and I was like, oh my God, I'm sweating like a fat bird in a boys home concert. I did. And everyone went, oh my God, Emma. And I was like, I'm a fat bird. I'm allowed to say this stuff. I was like, fuck off. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the club. club. Back it up. <laughs> I was like, come on now. And I was like, and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, look, dudes, you're a man. You're asking it. Can I mean, well, maybe you need couple of got a beer belly but you know <laughs> giving a bit of like, a pub get a grip I'm like more obese for my height so can fuck off oh yeah me too they need to really look at that BMI thing I don't think it's right I'm <laughs> sick of being told our perception though <laughs> no it's fucked bitch it's fucking fucked okay I've decided oh my goodness but no and there's like things like walking into like a mess and I'm like oh my god this is like a body in Bosnia <laughs> That's like one of my favourites. <laughs> and I was like, God's sake, Emma. But I mean, it's not so bad in the youth of today because they don't know where Bosnia is. And, and they I don't know how to explain it. Explain yeah. a war in Sarajevo. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> let's break up the history lessons. Like, let's get high again. Take a seat. <laughs> but yeah, I do I do think that you do... It's, it is... This is where I think that, that this bit and then how others perceive you is the fine line between, oh, I think I'm funny or... I don't think I'm funny. And other folk are like, oh, that person's like hilarious. They should do like stand-up. And it's quite funny how in my mind... <laughs> did you, know, you just do that? <laughs> she did. did the actions as well. I did. That hand was swirling. It was going. <laughs> but like, I think that this is where it, I think the struggle is because... Or even the, the what you perceive, you want to see yourself as a better person. So you'll be like, I want to be like, for example, I'm like, I want to be a better person person I would be less volatile because I actually don't like it in other people mm. can we folk fly off the handle about the least little thing you're like really get fucking grip see I and just I'm like, don't care and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> no or controlling I'm really a control freak like I I'm a big overthinker as well like I've mm. literally like we can literally I'm a psychologist by extreme let's face it like I overthink things jump to conclusions it's like an anxiety thing I read if you mm. jump to conclusions about how other people see you and things mm. like that, which kind of fits into this. But as I've gotten, like like I'm saying, as I'm getting older, I'm like, I really shouldn't care. I don't really care. Yeah. Parts of me don't care, but then I'll randomly have a little, like a little ping of, huh, do you think that? And then I'll say to Chris, <clears throat> do you think that I'm kind or something? And they'll be like, yes. And then I'm like, well, you're biased though. Like, but like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, do you think that about me? And I think like you're this? kind. I Aww. think I do think you're kind, and I think you're friendly. Yeah, but I just I don't know. Sometimes I don't feel like I am that. I like I perceive myself to be, but then I'm like, well, but then how are you gonna change? Do you know, but then I wanted to be less volatile. That was the thing that I wanted to be was less volatile. But at the same time, it's like, well, but standing up for yourself as well mm-hmm. isn't really. 
Well, it's like the best version of yourself. You have this in your mind. This is the best version of me. And it's like, according to who? What's the best? What do you mean? That's when you've got to stop, man. Just say, I am who I am. Is that not a song? I am who I am. I am am. who I am. You know? Mm -hmm. And I am who I am. And yeah, and okay, like if you have like fine. like traits that you want to change that you think are toxic, then fair enough. I know several people who need to just have a complete personality transplant because they're fucking awful. Yeah. And that's like, not even just because that's my perception, and that's like fucked. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, no, I understand what you mean, because like, yeah, I know some people that, yeah, definitely <laughs> need... <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> And, and it's not just me. <laughs> There's many a person. But, um... But, yeah. I was going no, to say I something, but I don't no, think I'm don't, going to. Just don't. I'm just going to leave no, it for leave after it. the podcast. No. no. <laughs> That's plenty. So, but I, I think I'm... I think... And I don't know if the Yummy Mummy Walking Clan will be listening to this one or not. I've actually named them now. Um, I think we're going to hit get a dance together. What the fuck? Why? We can do Y for yummy, M for mummy. You? No, W. Walking. Oh. And then we go over to one side. Club. Yep, like that. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm going to suggest this on Wednesday when I walk with them. Yeah, fuck. So, Wait, are going to walk down the street doing that? I think it would be hilarious. Oh, my love of love. Put it on TikTok or something. I don't have TikTok. I don't have TikTok. It would be absolutely hilarious. I might run it past them. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> like if they're listening, I don't know because like two of them I met when I come into the village, so I've known them for a while. But the other two I've only just started recently speaking to, so I don't know what, what their perception of me is mm. in comparison to the first day. Yeah. So the cabbie and boy George. Mm. So, like I don't know. I think I find myself friendly and quite open, willing to chat to folk. I, I, agree. I don't find myself as standoffish. No, I wouldn't. I don't um, think you're standoffish. Given that I was, I, when we met, and we met in Edinburgh, mm. well, we met in college, but we started yeah, speaking we started properly, speaking in, properly Edinburgh. in Edinburgh. I thought, I didn't find you standoffish at all, I thought you were really fine. If I, if I like you, you stay you in the clan. If you haven't done anything stupid. Especially um, because I was a lot younger than, well, not a lot younger, but in that time, I think even maturity wise, I was a lot younger oh. than you. Yeah, because I was like 22. And I was 16 when I first started. I was 21 when I first, no, 22 when I first started. Yeah. I can't remember. But you were time. like living, you weren't living at home then, were you? No. no. I, so I you just moved out and stuff. So I was in like, so I think like. Well, I think, no, no, my shoes had fully moved in. Yeah, no. <laughs> you were, you, both, both shoes were through the threshold <laughs> and waiting at the door. I just started moving my clothes in first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so I, I don't know like yeah I mean I'm always polite to people I think I'm a polite person yeah I, I because even if I polite. do not like someone or they've but they have to have done something yes. before I do not like you yes I'm I've got this motto three times and you're out yes so if I you upset me three, three times, times yep that's it. it unless it's a major boo-boo and oh, then it's and like, then, see and, and then it's like constructive dismissal, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. There is no tribunal for that. There's no coming back. There's no payout. You're just on your arse. But, um, no, I do, like, I try and give people chances. Mm-hmm. But if you, you keep, 
being rude and disrespectful mm-hmm. or doing something that's really ridiculous or stupid, then mm-hmm. I'm just like, no. No. But I'm making I will an effort, still always effort. be polite. I agree with you. The thing, you've got to have done something really fucked up to me if I ignore you. Yeah. If I ignore your existence, yeah. you fucked up big yeah. time. I'll even like say hi to people. I'll be like, hi, hey, you all right? Oh, hey, hi. Yeah. And that's fine. And it's like, I don't, and it's this thing, like, I don't hate, I don't hate people per se. There's people that I really like, there will be like a few people that I'm like, no, I hate that person. I really hate somebody. I'll just be like, I just don't think of you. I've got two people in my life I despise. <laughs> two. I've got... And it took me a long time to get there before they messed up ups that bad that I would get to that point to yeah. say, I hate you. I despise you. Yeah. I no. I, there's chances and chances and yeah. chances and chances yeah. of you just like blew in your face. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. But, but yeah. even then, if they were to walk into the pub... I would be absolutely polite. I wouldn't yeah. make conversation with you. I wouldn't go out. Because do you not think that that makes you. them that makes them look bad? Because there's even like people be. I'll tell this afterwards, not in this podcast. But there's like even if folk will ask your opinion of them, I'll be like, I think they're fine. I don't even. I'm like, yeah. I'll just say I didn't have time for them. Or I, if I hate somebody, yeah. I was like, I, would I just, just don't, I, I, don't I would just like, I don't fucking them. like them. Yeah. I've got nothing to say on them because I just. Yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. They're not for me. Yeah. If it was somebody that I didn't know that was asking, I'd be like, um, I don't really know who to speak to. Hey, if it's somebody I, I know and they've got a rough idea of what's going on, then you'll be like, then yeah, I'll chunt that opinion out. <laughs> yeah, Twitter that shit. Put yeah. it out there. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm like, no, you know. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this person did a wrong and I'm just not going down that rabbit hole with them. I'm quite good at writing people off. Yeah, I can snip, snip as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can cut them off. Yeah, because ultimately you have to, you have to do that. And don't get me wrong, there is times where I'll sit and go, especially if it was a long friendship that then ended badly. Yeah, you know, there is times that sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish we could have fixed that. But then sometimes I'm like, but you have to be met halfway. Yeah, and ultimately, it's if you. Yeah, there's got to be a give and take, and if it's just you giving and giving and giving and giving and yeah. giving, you get to the point where you're like, I can't anymore. No, no. Yeah. So number three of our dimensions mm-hmm. is intellectual dimension evaluates their intelligence. Mm. I think I'm smart, but thick as shit. I think that <laughs> sometimes a lot of common sense. I'm sometimes like... I'll do something, I'm like, What? But I think I learn quite quickly and I like it when my brain is busy. Mm-hmm. But only in certain things. If it's something that interests me, I will quite happily go and learn about it. Yeah. If it doesn't interest me, I'm not. I'm like, fuck off. Like maths. Yeah. I did enough maths to pass a test. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, I'm not interested. If I'm interested in something, like I will YouTube it, I will read about it, I will... Immerse yourself. Yeah, in a big basically, time. and have all the knowledge, like Chernobyl. That was funny. I mean, that went on for weeks. It did. I or mean, the hundred years thing that you were doing oh this my, day a hundred oh, years that, ago. That was funny. You I'm were like, like oh, Jackie, I can't stop. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, I've got this is 
fascinating. I've just written a whole podcast. I was like, no, we've not even decided where, like... <laughs> you've written a whole podcast. It's like, no, you've written a whole season, Emma. No, It was mental. It was mental. It's like, basically, so what I'd done was... No, don't tell them. Because oh, okay. that might be a season. Oh, it might be a season. Okay. Right, I won't tell you. But I just went well, I mean, it's I'm pretty sorry. self-explanatory for what I've just fucking said, to be honest with you. But it was it just fascinated me. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I ran with that. Mm-hmm. And it was days. I know, I remember you were updating me every day. She's like, guess you what know? happened? And I'm like, no, bitch, I didn't. <laughs> tell me, though. Tell me, because you were dying to tell somebody. And I'm the lucky girl. <laughs> and it actually was really interesting. I'm only taking the piss. Oh, I did man. enjoy it. When you stopped doing it, I was like, oh, what, is it? what happened 100 years ago a day? I should really text them. I should probably know. <laughs> I'll be able to tell you. I well, do. 20 years ago. <laughs> I do, I like to try and understand things. If I don't understand I love about something, history. history, I'm just... I love about history. I don't know why I didn't do something like with history. history yeah. I really don't, because I, I just love it. But, yeah. like... Or criminology, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I should have stuck with criminology. I do Psychology, love, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, that would have been Yeah, I don't know why we, we didn't, didn't do down that. that route. I really don't. Could have opened up our own office and been partners and been raking it in by now. We would have been so rich. Mm. We would have got to St. Lucia. <laughs> yeah, finally. Jesus, what did we do? <laughs> and children. So, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. Oh, we did do we them. We did do them. That was like episodes one, two, and three. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Okay. Um, so, skills dimension how we evaluate social and technical skills. I'm like super organised. Well, I used to be until COVID and then something went wrong. With your brain. But I'm scrambling to come back on top again. You need to start writing lists. Yeah, I've got my happy book. I've got a new happy book. Emma's got a happy book and basically all she does is write lists and then tick shit off. And that's her happy book (laughs) because she's happy with her lists. (laughs) (laughs) You make me sound like a nut. (laughs) She's basically Mrs. Hitch before Mrs. Hitch was a thing. I know, that was like back in 2007. It was like back it was in 2008. Two- wasn't Dude, it? it was like fucking probably in fucking school you were writing it with your bubble writing in your love hearts and lists and books. <laughs> were you? Yeah. Probably, <laughs> I used to write down what homework I needed to yes! do. Yes! What break. jobs I had to do and what jobs I was going to because I had about five different jobs after school. So <laughs> I was like, I need to know where I had to be and where I didn't need to be. And this is where I think it's quite funny for people. This is where I think it's interesting how people perceive intellect and how people perceive things because in schools, I feel this is where they, they, they're really bad here because obviously in Scotland, we get our fees paid for school, university and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you need that bit of paper, you need that bit of paper, you need that bit of paper. But you're like, but you are put in book intellect and people that have got a really good memory because all it is is memory recall that is effectively all you're doing is remembering shit yeah over people that have skills like apprenticeships for like 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 laborers or like Mm. carpenters and like bricklayers and electricians and things like that and it's like that skill set is actually really important as well Mm mm-hmm and I, I just thought that was funny how some people will say, oh, well, you've gone to university, you've got to be so bright. And it's like, no, no you don't. don't. You can, no, I've met not. some people are thick as fucking shit and, like, have got a degree. I've got an honours degree. Yeah, I know somebody that got a degree because me and you practically did it for him. 
Yeah, and he became a... And, and do you know what he did? He travelled all around the world. <laughs> all around the world. He was a cocktail maker. He was living his fucking best life. <laughs> like, all those hours we put into All it. these hours. Law degrees. Oh. But he has a law degree. He has a law degree. From Scotland as well. So he can go and do whatever most places. Cocktail maker. <laughs> Have you seen this boy? He is living the fucking fantasy. He's our wild in world. Oh, my God. Amazing. I'm sitting there like, what the fuck did we do wrong? <laughs> We helped him and didn't help ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Clearly. But yeah, skill set. I think, yeah. And again, like you're saying, skill set, communication's a big one. I don't understand managers that can't communicate. <clears throat> so when you hear Close about... my mind. Yeah, like when you hear... Like, obviously, I don't work. But I hear through the grapevine from the other one that does work about other places and people. And they'll be like, oh, like out the door will work. And it's like their time management's pish poor. And you're like, what? So I do think that we've benefited from coming from an industry where it's like, I want it done like yesterday. Yeah. Get it done like now. Yeah. And like... this person's jumping up and down, but so is this person jumping up and down. You've got to sort out and things like that. Like yeah. those skill sets are like amazing when going in like public, like the public, um, public ser- sector. It's amazing. So they've got like no idea. Like just before I went into schools and they're like, how are you getting everything done? He's like, because I put things in. He, his happy book is an Excel spreadsheet. He's literally like, I mark Excel spreadsheets. They write my reports for me. They do this, they do this, they do this. And they're like, you're like a wizard, Harry. Like, they don't get it. For God's sake. <laughs> you're just like, what? I'll be sitting in the diagonal next. <gasps> we should go there. We need to go there. I do. Definitely. Okay. It's anyway. a skill set. So it's five. So, I think we're just, I'm speaking shit, to be honest with you, if it's five. Moral dimensions. Oh, I've got, have I got high morals? Yeah, probably. It values values and principles. I've got quite a funny story about that, but I don't know if I can tell you, tell you on the podcast. No, tell us after, um, just to be safe. Because uh, it was in the pub on Saturday. No, then. It was quite funny. I love... It's funny how some... Because some people's morals are different than... Because it, things are not black and white. Mm. I mm. think that that's quite funny. But it, I guess... Do you know when you figure out other people's morals? It's when you meet the other family. You know, when you find a partner and you're meeting their mum and dad and you find out, like, deep down what they're actually like. And then you're like, thank fuck for my own family. Yeah. Have you ever done that? Many and times. I, yeah. <laughs> Same. And I think to myself, it's because the models are different. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would you agree with that or would you disagree with that? No, part I, of it's a personality trait thing, but part of it is the decisions that yeah, they make and how they've morally based it based is cut it. a skew compared to what you're used yeah, to. Yeah, to what you're used to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I absolutely 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I also think as well, yeah, you can see how, like, as well, like, with, with friends and stuff and their morals and their principles and that, and, like, as you maybe grow the friendship and mm. you introduce to their family and their settings and how mm. how they are mm-hmm. and the influence yes. that that family and friends have upon yeah. Um, mm-hmm. the individual. Yeah, I would say, because I came from, like, 
I would agree with you because I feel like I didn't lose my morals. That's not correct. But they changed. Yeah. Because I think my parents were quite like, they were quite strict. Even though they were really liberal, they were like, we'll let you do things and we'll take you to go and do them. But it wasn't like you would go and do them yourself, which is fair enough. But I think sometimes that they kept you in this, like we're keeping you safe. Mm-hmm. So when I went to go to things like college and uni, it was like the first time experiencing peers of my own age and different and like older and mm-hmm. different settings yeah. and alcohol and things like this. So then like your model compass kind of shifts more towards your own personal models and yeah. what your family Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as well as that, they're a generational behind. Sometimes my dad will come away with things like he'll turn around and said, and he is joking, but he said to me, I got um, another tattoo on my hand not that long ago. And he turned around and was like, if you get another one, you're going to hate to go and join the circus. Or if you get another one, I'm disowning you. And it was laughable because he's like, it's because you're, it's because I'm female. Mm-hmm. And it's like such a 1950s persona my mum's like just fucking ignore him and things like this right and he is joking but it is funny because he wouldn't say it to edward because edward's a male male yeah so and like i said there's no offense by it and he is and he is joking but it's like that's the joke but it's funny because that's like i can see that that's his moral compass has come from somebody that was like a really big yeah like male masculine mm. this is how we are and and whereas now we don't have that sort of thing the same yeah i don't know if that's but morals then, though like my dad's side of the family well my mom's side probably was as well because they were italian and mm-hmm. um, my dad's side of the family were irish Glaswegian, uh, so they were like stonk like catholic like, like, major Catholic. Oh, my dad's family was Catholic. And my mum says, obviously. And I was like, oh, he never said. He was like, he's the youngest of seven children. And nobody had no fucking money. <laughs> Why do you think it was? It's like, uh. oh, they were good. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but they were like mad Catholics. Yeah. And practicing Catholics. Oh, and that. God. No, my... Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for them being Catholic. No. I'm not Catholic. I'm not bothered. Um, so, all uh, my great... My, no, my grandfather's morals and principles were all very related to his religion. Yes. Um, yeah. And how he was brought up in his religious. He was Glaswegian. Okay. It was his wife that was from the Irish Catholics. So they'd obviously, like, jumped on a boat mm-hmm. and during the potato famine or whatever was happening at the time. Yes. So, um, anyway, they obviously got together. So they had my my dad mm-hmm. and my auntie. Mm-hmm. And my auntie went and married somebody that was a Catholic. <gasps> well, so did your dad, like, but... <sighs> yeah, my granddad was dead by the time they got married. So it was like, <laughs> oh, he okay. waited. He waited till he, the same. He waited. He was gallivanting around the world anyway. So, um, but he didn't turn up to his own daughter's wedding. No. Never walked her down the aisle. No. Never turned up to her wedding. Had absolutely nothing to do with it no. whatsoever. Oh, that's so sad. Because of his... his That was like his, like, you've married out with... Yeah. Wow. That was against his, like, 
principles. Jesus. So he never went to the wedding. He oh, was dead. Sweet. Well, he was dead when my mum and I got married. So there was no beef there. <laughs> Shame. But um, but yeah. So it just kind of goes to show you. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes, like you're up. Because and, and that's funny because his models and... have turned around and gone. I can't do this because, to me, she's making this. And it's like bad on the family or whatever. And to us, we're like morally, that's really bad because that's your mm-hmm. daughter's wedding. Yeah. So just goes to show you. Yeah. So yeah, very mm-hmm. sad, but that was the situation. Six. But again, like, this is the thing. I struggle. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't care if 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 I think that you're morally wrong. Or you don't have... I just think it's, it's... Like, even some form of, like, morals or principles and you're just disgusting and vile and not a nice person. And I will write you off. I don't care what you do. hmm I think that it's where... Oh, I don't know what I was going to say. I was going to say something. Same, we've gone back to the skills dimension. Like, I think I'm... Thick as mints half the time. Like, I come out with some blinders and I do some blinding things, yeah. like stupid things. Um, and that, but I have been well educated. Yeah. And that, but I'm not going to judge somebody no. that is now well educated. However, mm. when somebody's kind of run on Facebook, and on the village shit. page, <laughs> at one of the other moms, oh, and I'm no. like, please check your spelling because, like, I'm reading it, I'm like, people are months and hunts and. Oh, what is going on here? I'm like, oh, spell check. That really just drives me mad. Like, if you're going to say something, please just... Make sure if you're going to do it on the public place, please make sure you are clear and use punctuation so we can get it right. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And yeah. I do, I, that drives me absolutely potty. <laughs> yes. But, um, but, but like, I'm not going to... Somebody that's, like, dropped out of school at 12 year old and went to work in a firm, I'm not going to treat their money different for... You well, this is it. Through uni, we met because I don't care. care. It's one of those things of how judgmental you are. I think that's what it comes into, and it's like not very. Because again, I'm like I, could I don't really care. care less unless you're doing something heinous. Yeah, I don't. It's like I've never lived your life. I don't know why you're making those choices. Yeah. I don't know what, what what your upbringing is. You don't know what my upbringing is. I don't know what trauma you've been through. I don't know what other things yeah. you've been through. I don't know what. No, I don't know what's down the road for you. You know what your plan is for the rest of your life. I don't know what your plan is for the rest of your life. I don't know. So who am I to say that what you're doing is right or wrong or indifferent? It's in my place. Yeah. I mean, and you're very similar. So number six is sexual dimension. Oh, baby, baby. And that's how they feel they fit into society's male female norms. Again, I don't care. (laughs) I just, I, I just don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to... Do you... Oh, well, no, I don't feel like people are going to judge me for my sexual norms or disnorms or any norms. But then I, I just don't care. It's like but se- it's easy because we're um, heterosexual, so... Yeah, it, exactly. It is easy for us to say that because we are heterosexual and... Cis males. Like, you Cis know. females, sorry. So it's like, you know, I'm it's fine. easy for us to say I don't care. But, like, if... Um, I've got friends and family who were lesbians. Mm-hmm. Can I still say that before yeah, we get cancelled? Yeah. That's all good. Yes. Right, okay. So, um, 
And from when my friends came out and told me, I was like, yeah, I know. I figured that out about three years ago, love. I was like, can I'm making a shift. No. I just don't don't care. care. No, I don't understand as well. Like, I've always said something as well. Like, people laugh and joke. And it's okay to have a laugh and a joke and a joke about things. But I've always turned around and said to Christopher, I was like, oh, you can't be kink shaming. And he's like, what do you mean kink shaming? I was like, can't kink shame. I says, because how do you know you're if you're not into it unless you've tried it? You've not tried it because you don't think you'll be into it. But you don't know if you're into it or not. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, don't kink shame. It might not be for you, but you just, what you're doing, people are going to be like, gads. Yeah, I, I'm the gone there with women. No, no, women are not for me. Like I don't like women much. No, I can look at women and say I find like oh yeah she's pretty, but I don't think oh yeah I totally like want to have a sexual relationship with her. Yeah, yeah no, but you know what I don't really think about men like that either. As I've gotten like and I don't know I never really it's always once I've known them maybe I'll be like oh actually yeah I think they're sexually attractive. I'll go they look nice, but I wouldn't go oh I want to you know jump their bones yes thank you jump okay. their bones because i was sitting there thinking the f word then jump their bones oh totally 100 percent. no like once mm. i struck up a conversation with somebody and it's like they can string a sentence together yeah and they're having a and laugh and a joke and they're... <laughs> <laughs> i am judgy on people you've got to have all their own teeth when they're what when they're like chatting and like there's like a vibe going and you're like you see you've found a kindred spirit in something then maybe yeah. I, it's just not an instant thing for me <laughs> just like a, oh baby yes let me sit in your face no oh wow just stop now i'm sorry clean we've got we've gotten out uh, no our audience is 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 they're they're no. they used to us yes it's been a year so if you're not fucking buckled in now i don't know if, like <laughs> the lord the lord you. lord help you that's all i'm saying but no, um, our, our, geog- so, our demographic's older anyway, so it's fine. So it's like, as well, like, if somebody comes to me and says, oh, right, is this the right word? I don't know. A transvestite? No. That's not the right word. No. What am I having to call them now? Transgender? I had to okay for gender, they're gone all. They'll let you know. You know what I mean? So like, oh, so you say a transgender female or male. Yes, so like a female turning, uh, transitioning to male. Right, okay. So, mm-hmm. if, say for instance... So I think a transvestite's just drag. Is it? I think I so. I thought drag was drag. I'm going to have to look up in no, some we're of gonna these terms. To, Is that yeah, in the Urban Dictionary? Because I've become quite partial to the Urban Dictionary I don't lately. know. So anyway, if, you, if like somebody came to me and say, for instance, it was a female and was like, I'm a what, be a bloke. I'll be like, no way. I'll be like, it's... Fit are you going to call yourself? Yeah, what's your pronouns? What's your name? No, I'm not interested in the pronouns. I wouldn't know whether it's going to call it Bob, James, Michael. I'm not interested in the pronouns. I want to know. Well, here, how him. do you pick that name? Oh, oh this, this just fascinates well, me. Like, how pick your do you own always name? know that you're, she's going to be a Michael? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Actually. And I think it would be more hard for a man to pick a female name. Because there's so many. I need to find myself a transgender individual and ask them. Do you know what, though? At least you would have an opportunity to maybe be more like, can you explain? Although sometimes I think they're like, well, but it's not my job to explain. Which I kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, like how, like sometimes them in the mood and like trans people in the movement will be like, it's not my job to explain to you about trans things. It's like, yeah, but you're going to give me an insight that I'm not aware of. I can go and Google mm-hmm. it, but 
Yeah, and what your personal it's, it's not insight. Be the same. No. I, but I'm a booger. I ask a lot of questions as well. Don't. I am like the question master. I'm sure people get fed up of me. <laughs> like, I'm like, but why? Why do you think that? Why about this? I'm really? Like, well, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, what about this? So and do you know what? I really don't this? like it when other people don't ask questions to me. See, if I'm asking somebody something mm-hmm. and like having a conversation and they mm-hmm. just answer you, but they don't then ask you something, I'm like, you clearly don't have a conversation with me. Or get to know me because you're asking me fucking nothing. What is yeah. this? And I, it has to be that's another one of my three times and you're out. Like, I will I will ask three questions. And if you're not interested, then I'm like, right, okay, bye-bye now. Mm-hmm. And I will make my excuses to leave. Because I'm just not sitting there speaking to a wall. Mm-hmm. I agree. Because it's like this whole, oh, yeah, interesting. Including all that fucking interesting. But anyway, but yes, no sexual dimension how you see yourself sexually what well like is in how much sex you're having or what i don't know it's like sexual dimension how they feel they fit into society's male females so like like i don't know oh well then maybe for a trans person so maybe for a trans person that might be if they're saying that it's got to be female male norms and i'm using bunny ears norms then Maybe that's when a trans person would say, "Well, I actually feel like I don't fit into fit my into it. to my male male norm because I see myself as female." Yeah. Or I am bisexual, so I technically am in in neither norm. I'm just bisexual. A bisexual person I spoke to the other day went, "I just kind of see it as that I'm not picky. I'll just take anything." And I went, "I think that's how most people describe you." Or bisexuals, they use just tick whatever you want. They laughed. Like, they laughed. They found it funny because they said it but as again, well. So I was like, that's fine. Your audience. Yeah, so Do it was fine because I mean? they yeah. said it first, and I was like, ironically. Greedy. That's quite funny. <laughs> well, yes, I, I, I do believe I have preferred to draw bisexuals. You're just greedy. <laughs> I had, they laughed. They thought it was funny. I know, they laughed. It was all funny, funny, funny. And they did laugh. Yeah. Lie down. Okay. <laughs> no, not you, the dog. I know. I, was, I wasn't snapping my fingers at Jackie, by the way. I can't whistle. So because I can't whistle, I snap my fingers for the dog. <laughs> and now she needs to lie down. She's not doing shit. Oh, no, she is. Oh, she's done this. Oh, we've got a kitten as well now. Great. Oh, the carnage. So, so yes. So, yeah. So, so you, I do sexually feel like I fit into a norm. I fit into the 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 gen. Well, I don't know because like they say that this is a new, and is it like I don't know. I think I do. But again, like get out. <laughs> <laughs> Cats in and out. Um, I don't. Again, like for me, but again, people say, well, it's all right for you, Emma, because like you're heterosexual. Yeah. But I don't identify as heterosexual. I don't identify as anything. I don't other than when I'm filling out a form that says you, you just don't you don't think about it. I don't think about it. I don't give it a thought. But you are heterosexual. Yeah, but I'm not I don't like go about telling everyone I'm heterosexual mm. or anything. Like but, I, so, I but you find... fit into so you fit into what like society but well why, society's see, this different is what now. I've ever, this is what I've never understood. Why do we need to have all these different things? Why are we not just Jimmy? 
Well, this is where I had to... You know, J- to... Jimmy was Jimmy and now Jimmy's Lydia. Well, why Why are you not just Lydia? Let's just, you know... This is where I think that where we speak about things in regards to when we were speaking about the girls, because obviously you're the same as us. We've got kids that are... And they don't know their sexuality mm-hmm. or anything. They're far, far too young. But as a Christopher, I never wanted to be a thing in our house about coming out. The whole coming out thing always seems to be such a stressful sounding yeah. thing that people like kids are up in their room going, I've got to tell my parents I'm gay. And I'm you're like, why? Out and all the rest and of I'm like, it needs to be yeah, so we, the cornflakes. Or yeah, or I was like, or just go, oh, I've got a girlfriend, I'm going to take them home. Okay then. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no okay. Issues. I've got a boyfriend, I'm going to take them home, no problem. Yeah. I've got a girlfriend, but we broke up, so I've got a boyfriend now. Okay. Do you think if we started that kind of idea of everyone i mean everyone bleeds yeah red we no, mar- no matter what sexual orientation you mm-hmm. are or what race you are mm-hmm. or what religion mm-hmm. you are all of us are read mm-hmm. might be a bit of blue in me after that whole looking mm-hmm. into the robertson clan but never mind uh-huh, okay so yeah <laughs> bless you so um can like if everyone is just people humans that we read and we yeah. get at kind of through of people do you think that next generation well they seem they to think won't. that they're in a better position than fit although we were it was drummed into us about no racism no homophobia none of this none of this none of this none of this so you're like the kids that are carrying it now it's like you're le- learning it from somewhere at home because yeah. let's face it they don't they don't see a difference they'll see oh yeah, the skin colour is different or something, but they're like, that's just my friend. They don't see a difference. Or some kids don't even see that as being that big yeah. of a di- difference. So it's like, so somebody's teaching it to us. So like you're saying, if as a society, we just go, it just doesn't matter. I just don't understand why people are getting in folks' business like that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's it got to do with you? Yeah. Is it is it legal? Yes, because the age thing. Is it legal? Yes. Are they consenting? Yeah. Fucking shit face then. Yeah. Mind your own business. Yeah. Like what are you looking for trouble for? Yeah. They're happy. Like Leave concern. them alone. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely agree with you. I don't get it. Like, oh, that person, that person wants to be this. It's like, well, are they are or can fit differences they make to you if they want yeah. to? Are they are they gonna or is it impeding on your life? No, they shut the fuck up in. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I'm just like, why? Why? No, I don't get it either. Let's just all realise that we're our humans, we're our yes. bleed, yes. can, we're our... And not to be so hard on ourselves. Because yeah. I think that we, we're too busy looking at the construct of what we should be for other people. And it's like, do what you want to do. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. Yeah. Just don't be a dickhead. <laughs> like, as simple yeah, as that. Or if you've got to be, to be a dickhead... Do it to people that deserve it because they've wronged you in some way. Fair enough. So, like, after everything we've spoken about, because, like, obviously, we've spoken about the self-image, and obviously we've gone through, like, physical, Mm. um, psychological, intellectual, and all the rest of it. And that obviously then leads into, like, (gasps) self-confidence. And we have not got time to go into Mm self-confidence tonight, but Mm -hmm. it leads into your self-confidence and it leads into, like, your self-esteem and everything like that. It's like a whole other thing. <laughs> so, I think we can both agree that if you've got a low or negative self-image, then that is going to bleed 
into your self-confidence yeah. and your self-esteem. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have a high self-confidence if you thought you were like a nugger. No. Or that you weren't, if you were in a room full of intellectuals, you would feel low. Do you think that feel... maybe the self-image is destroyed by other people, not the individual? With or like is it your perception of how other people, other see, people you? see you? Yes. I don't think I don't I don't think that if you're having a bad day I genuinely don't think it's because you think or maybe it is maybe it's two different things maybe your self confidence is you're confident in yourself because which is self explanatory but like I'm confident in my ability to do this. Yeah. I know that I can do this. I'm going to be... I'm confident that I rock this look. I'm confident that I'm going to get that promotion because I've done this. Or I'm confident in this. But your self-esteem is maybe because I don't have a high self-esteem because these people think... I think these people think this of me. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my guess on it. Yeah. So I did a... Um, you did a I, I did a... Um, Oh, a self-esteem scale. Oh, no. Okay. And so I looked in to win self-image um, and that kind of became a thing. So the earliest mention of any theories on self-image was done by a psychologist called Morris Rosenberg. Mm. And he wrote a book in 1965 which was a complete in-depth look into self-image. And it was called um, Society and the Adolescent Self-Image. Mm. Um, but off the back of this and his knowledge, and he was like the dogs of his field, there was the <laughs> Rosenberg self-esteem scale. Okay. So I did it. And I scored 28. So it's out of 30. <laughs> a bitch is confident. Well... See, this is where I was like, hmm, because in actual fact, and I can remember my guidance teacher at school writing us on my back <laughs> because we went round and we did a little bit on like um self-image and okay. what others think about, what you think of yourself and what others think about you. And I will always remember this because he did hit the nail on the head. So you would hear piece of paper sellotape to your back and then you would go to each of your class members and then finally the teacher and they would write on the back. Oh, that's quite a good thing. If, like yeah, that. unless you could, like, idiot boys. Mm. But anyway. Oh, you're right. Um, so he'd put quietly confident. Mm-hmm. And I think I am. I'm not... Yeah, you're I'm not... You're, you're humble. Yeah, you're I'm humble. no good at, like, saying, oh, I can, like... Oh, yeah, I am shit hot at that. Yeah. I don't know how much of that's a British thing as well. But no, you okay. definitely are. Because if you listen to the American people, they're very good because they have to sell themselves Sells, because yeah. there's so many of them, I yeah. think. Whereas we play down, we don't play up. Yeah. I've never been good at that. Like no, selling myself. No, I don't like doing But either. once I'm in a position... Where you have to, you're like... Or oh, I'm actually. like... No, but like if I can get myself into the job... Yeah, then you'll prove it. Then though. I'm shit hot. Yes. Because when I want to do something, I put my mind to it. Then I'm fully confident, and I just run with it. Yeah. I'll never outwardly. I sell you, but yeah. I but get I'll what never you mean. sell myself, which. 
quite strange. So I would like to do the Rosenberg self-esteem scale on Jackie. Okay, so we're going to so get scale... an insight in how I, <laughs> how I... Yeah, okay. So the scale ranges from 0 to 30. Scores between 15 and 25 are within normal range. So mine was 28, so I'm clearly exceptional. <laughs> Scores below 15 suggest a low self-esteem. So there's 10 questions. Well, sorry, there's 10 statements. And then you can select strongly agree, agree, disagree, or strongly disagree. Okay. Okay? Yes. So statement number one. Mm-hmm. I feel that I am person of worth, at least on an equal plane with others. Yeah, I agree. Agree or strongly agree? Yeah, I agree. Just agree. Okay. Number two. I feel that I have a good number of qualities. Um. Now, I took this question to mean, like, a good qualities. number of qualities. So, like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind, f- kind, funny... funny. Um. Yeah, I would agree. Agree or strongly disagree? No, sorry. (laughs) Strongly agree. Just agree. Just agree, okay. All in all, I am inclined to feel that I am a failure. Disagree. Disagree or strongly disagree? Just disagree. I am able to do things as well as most other people. Um, So not like a neutral. Is it just... Yes, agree. Okay. Just agree. Just agree. I feel I do not have much to be proud of. Uh, Disagree. Disagree? Yeah. I take a positive attitude towards myself. Mm, Disagree. On the whole, I am satisfied with myself. Um... Um, I'll say agree. I tell you, it's hard doing these little boxes with my big fingers. (laughs) I wish I could have more respect for myself. Agree. I certainly feel useless at times. Agree. Oh no, that's the wrong question. See, I've got fat fingers. You can pinch and zoom in. Give me the finger because I've figured out better. At times, I think I am no good at all. Disagree. Just disagree. Strongly strongly. disagree. I don't think I'm absolutely useless. No, you're absolutely not. (laughs) It's not about what you think makes me. I own perception of me. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm trying to give you that support as a friend, as a good person. Okay? (laughs) Butt down, Betsy. Butt down. (laughs) Right. You are 18. Also normal. So you are with a normal range oh, of I've never been normal before in my life. <laughs> and now you are. Well done. So, quickly, because like I totally went into this, mm. because I was like, whoa, when does self-image become like a thing? Because yeah. like, I'm thinking about, so we're in the tw- naughty 20s now, right? Yeah, 2020s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't like that, just, no. So, the naughty 20s. Because I've got this obsession with 100 years ago for some unknown reason where that's come from. I'm like, right, I am away to have a look over the last 100 years. Okay. I wasn't disappointed. Of course you were So. It is nin- interesting, to be fair, how cyclical life is. Well, 1920s, right, 
And this wasn't just UK, this was around the world, including America. They were, like, women had become quite masculine. Mm. So they'd started wearing their hair shorts, they were wearing trousers, they were smoking up the bangs. Um, they was having cigarettes. Shapeless dresses and large boobs were frowned upon so me and you would be screwed yeah so what they would do was they would bandage them <gasps> Ooh, so like cinch your boobs in like what the they would, what the they yeah. bandage them flat oh my god how well, i'm just pressing mine with in. a lot of bandages clearly I'm just pressing mine in it's like oh, how ow, exactly so it was like, oh my goodness. So they were all going for this like androgynous look. Oh, that's quite cool actually. So, but I think that was a lot to do with the fact that women started getting their freedoms. Yeah, some And freedoms. so it's like, I don't need to them. wear a frock. Yeah. I don't need to be a woman that's at home all day. I don't have to do as I'm told. What I'm going to do is there, I am away out there. I'm going to put in a pair of trousers, a bonny shirt, a flat cup, and I'm going to smoke a fog. Yeah. And I can do that. Yeah. So you all need to back off. Back it up, bitches. And I think that... The first rebels. The first yeah. the women rebels. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, looking at what they kind of wore and how they behaved is not too dissimilar to what we are now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we can do as we please. Well, yeah, we have that binding the breasts, but... I'm glad I didn't have to do that. But also, at that point in time, in the 1920s, if you look at the media that was available Mm -hmm. to people, it Mm -hmm. was very much newspapers. Yes. Newspapers and the wireless. The wireless. The wireless. The good old wireless. My nan still called it the wireless on our deathbed. Bless (laughs) our cottons. Did she? Yeah, I was like, it's a radio, nan. It's a radio. Mine's called it a tranny. Tranny, aye. And I was like, we can't cut that. And we're like, (laughs) when are you going to get a tranny? Because it's short for transmitter or transmission. Transmission, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was like, wow. And I was quite interested in this. So I thought, right, I'm going to roll with this. So I went to the 1930s. Love it. And there was a big change, really, because the women, they wanted to be curvier. Uh, So they were accept, maybe more accepting of natural curves. Because even a thin woman, you think that like in the stomach area your lower stomach towards your pelvis is where you carry more of the weight compared mm-hmm. to men and just generally were curvy yeah 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 so and it was more they were more wanting to flaunt their bodies mm. so it was like when they bothered if yeah. you see a bit of flesh yeah, because it's like we're showing off the flesh for us for us our benefit yeah. not for your benefit yeah, yeah. And then, obviously, we went to the 1940s, and that's when the war happened, so it kind of reverts back to wearing trousers and shirts, because a lot of them were working in the factories, they were working in the fields, they were working in the farms. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of changed, and obviously mm. there was rations yeah, for the clothing, so and was, for the materials yeah. and everything, so it was kind of... You know, there, there wasn't But women the were seen as strong, though. If you, yes. you remember the archetype of the the woman flexing her bicep and it's like we yeah. can do this because we were seen as being quite strong yeah again in a masculine kind of masculine as would be perceived kind of way because we had to take on that role because they were away yeah 
So, and as well, like, you started having the TV. There was TVs becoming available. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there was films being shown. It was like cinemas, the theatres. Mm-hmm. Um, that started to influence people. Yep. Um, and that was when Marilyn Monroe came on the go. And so she, she started, started a, whole, a whole new... Um, trend mm-hmm. which was the full figured large boobs yeah busty women wearing more daring outfits and then that kind of became a thing like worldwide but again they had more access to information yeah the it was, bitch, was that changing. was the start of the blonde bombshell yeah movement, really yeah and then we got to the 60s mm-hmm. where everyone went nuts yeah. everyone went nuts everyone was smoking mary jane they were all on psychedelics. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people were. You know, there was magazines. It was big time was... in things like the... Re- it's kind of like this is now the start of the re- slight more of the rebellion. Rebellion, yeah. Because you've got women's one freedom movements. You've got, like, the gay movement. You've yeah. got various other things. But you've also got, like, pirate radio because of censorship on the radio stations yeah. and all sorts of things, yeah. And you've got things like Woodstock and Glastonbury. I think so, yeah. Were they 60s? I can't I remember. So. Um, and, like, all these different um, festivals were happening and, you know, anything kind of went. But then, obviously, on the other side, you had the new magazines that were coming out. You had all these new models with, like, mm. sort of Twiggy. I don't actually know her real name. I don't know either. I don't even think she goes by anything else. Is she that I think she's still Twiggy. Is she still Twiggy? I think so. Um, and then this became a whole new thing because the nightclubs kind of opened up and Saturday Night Fever started happening. People were going out at the weekend to enjoy themselves and then it started coming up with, you know, beehives, Mm-hmm. the the hairstyle and you know disco back home and, and disco stuff. and fake eyelashes yeah and eyeliner punk came in 70s 80s we've got yeah. punk and new romantics and stuff yeah so it's like it just went a wee bit wild but it was more like everyone followed mm-hmm. it, that's what it kind of almost seemed when you look yeah. back in the history books and the magazines that everyone wanted to to wear the A-line dress Twiggy yeah, yeah, was putting yeah, yeah. out. Uh-huh. You know. Well, I suppose it's like that now with Instagram influencers and things like that. It's yeah. like, what are they wearing? What makeup are they wearing? What, yeah. What's this now? And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's less about catwalks mm-hmm. and more about what the person's wearing on social media yeah. seems to be the big thing now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you can see that as well by as well the way the media has changed because when you've got the sixties again as I said you've got the glossy magazines now yes you've got like the on more TV channels I think there was three by the sixties was there three yeah, oh, three, three by, by the sixties all BBC um, and ITV and it was like you know you were seeing these models and you know the the journalists were starting to go and interview these people and take yes. pictures and things like that. So it became a bigger thing, and then obviously you moved into the eighties, mm-hmm. where the eighties went all over the place. Though I think because the 80s, there was a whole there was a recessions as well. There was a big yeah. bad. There was a, it was an odd time for money. Yeah. So I think that there was a lot of haves and have nots in the eighties. Yeah, it was just but a it was, bit of a. It a, was everywhere. It was like basically merge. everything. 
Yeah, because yeah. you're punk at the beginning, new romantic, so kind of gothic kind of time at one point. Then you had, like, all this, like, like you're saying, neon, because when you think 80s, most people think so, neon, and then we're moving, like you're saying, we're now moving into raves and things for the 90s. Yeah, it was a very strange era, and, like, in the UK especially, they had this thing called a shell suit, it was just horrific. And, like, if anyone doesn't know what that is, go and watch The Sopranos, because I'm pretty sure Tony Soprano wears a few shell suits. Oh, I'm sure he suits. does, yeah. They are horrific. Mm-hmm. Um, I did own one. I only ever had one, because I felt they were horrific. And I was really scared that if anyone was smoking, then I was going Burn up, up in flames. flames. Well, I mean, the 80s, given that you could smoke in, in clubs, how? There was many a disaster. I know. Hairsprays oh, as well. Oh, Jesus. And then, of course, like... Also in the 90s, they had something which I find quite disgusting, actually. It was called Heroin Chic. That was in the 90s. So that was the 90s. That was um, down to the extreme thinness of um, models Models. and their gaunt look. So the likes of your Kate Moss and um, Naomi Naomi Campbell. Campbell. It was the time um, Evangeline something. I think it it was the time of the supermodel. Like yeah. models yeah, yeah, were yeah. the front. Absolutely. And bands, boy bands, yeah. girl bands. But this is where this is where I remember it being on the television, the nineties, this is where paparazzi and people being interested in celebrities' personal life started. started the whole fantasy yeah. and the whole thing about we want to know you as people because we're obsessed with you is yeah. started in the nineties. Started in the nineties, yeah. yeah. And you had more T V programs mm-hmm. that was a about celebrities and about what they were doing and yeah they were coming out the latest club or they were coming out the latest you know and you had more glossy magazines mm-hmm. where the paparazzi was talking pictures of them coming out of these clubs or who they were kissing down the lane or whatever like people became more interested in them it was a lot of, it was the time of the drama because you've got princess diana and the royal family time at this time because she dies mm-hmm. in 1997 and there's just like it seems to be the drama as well yeah. as a drama. I yeah. think that's In what papers turned into. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, on the flip side of that, also I can remember Pamela Anderson. Yeah, Pamela. And it was the big boobs, mm-hmm. and the little waist. It was like the fake boobs. Yeah, they, it was fake were, boobs. Like fake. the fact that they were literally looked like somebody had taken beach balls and just chucked them on top, like on. Yeah. It's like they didn't look like br- normal breasts. Yeah. They weren't like a normal person's breasts. No, they were just like grapefruits, didn't you? Yeah. And then also you had Jordan, a.k.a. Katie Price, who was a page three girl. Now, mm-hmm. the, in the Sun newspaper, although it's more of a comic, um... <laughs> It's not a, a for the good UK. tabloid, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a load of rubbish. Um, but they used to have a page three girls. And I don't think they have them anymore. I think that they are covered. Right, okay. So they used to have their boobs on display uh, on page pretty three. Pretty much, you would open up the paper, you get the front cover, open the paper, and the second page, the full page, was, was a half-naked woman with her tits out. Boobies. Yeah, breasts, nipples, the whole thing. Yeah. No censorship at no. all. It was it was all there. Yep. And so that was not the heroin chic that was also going on in the supermodel world. It was really so, weird. It was like complete opposites. Yeah, of absolutely opposite opposites. Because even though they were thin, they 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 were healthy looking. Yeah, they were Jordan really... and 
and then obviously in the later well the noughties you had like Mary Kate Olsen Mary no? Kate and Ashley is it yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen mm-hmm. um, and how thin they were and then you had Posh Spice Victoria Beckham and you had all this size zero going on and everyone wanted to be a size zero. And thigh and, gap and all Oh, this, yeah. goodness gracious me. I just didn't have time for all that. Mm-hmm. And then the latter of the noughties, the 20 noughties. The tweenies. A hundred years kind of later. Mm-hmm. It is like, again, larger ladies, size, you know, 25 or 26 mm-hmm. and upwards are modelling now. Mm-hmm. Um and then you've still got your size zeros. So they are, but nobody I don't feel there is much in between. Like No, we I would, would say like, Yeah, we would be seen as like a mid size now. Yeah. We're not plus size, we're mid size. So I j I'm just like, you know, we seem to be going to two extremes personally, my personal opinion. And and I see both sides aren't particularly a healthy place to be. No. Wear what you want, do what you want, you're modelling, that's what you're enjoying, excellent, absolutely brilliant. But both of you must be doing some sort of damage to the health. I think it's, yeah, I think it's this, I think it's good that we have, this is maybe where it's hard for looking at your self-esteem and your norms now because there isn't, or maybe it's easier because you can fit in maybe a bit easier now compared to what it was back then. Yeah. If you're thinking like if you weren't tall, because I mean we're not tall, so automatically you're not going to be super skinny. You're never going to be able yeah. to get that skinny unless you're yeah. anorexic, unless you have an eating disorder. It would never happen. Yeah. So now maybe there is more. There is a huge movement towards both body positivity mm-hmm. for sure, and I think that that's a good thing. But like you're saying, it's like do what you want whatever but yeah there is yeah. there is realms of like if i was a size 24 it would be really bad for my health yeah even being the size i am is probably bad it is bad for my yeah. health it's not great it's not good for my health either, either. the size that i'm at mm-hmm. um i mean it doesn't know. take into account like genetics and things like that but i think that's more that's a better way to be in a way because you're like, you have people that are naturally athletic and have a natural metabolism and are going to be thin. And you have people that it's like, I am never going to be that size. I am never going to be, I'm five foot one. So I am never going to be the size and the thinness of somebody at five foot five. That's like a dream. Like that would never happen for me. I'm too short. And genetically, it would never happen. We're like, it's like literally like, I'm built like that fertility goddess. Ken looks like round with the big boobs <laughs> and the big butt and the big hips. That's what we're built like. <laughs> so yeah. And that's and, and it's good that that's maybe accepted, but it's funny because I don't think again, it's like these things and not and only speaking because I'm heterosexual, I don't think it's necessarily a thing that men looked for. I don't think men were really that bothered. Mm. They're just like forever. Yeah. It's literally like we're being told this is a societal norm and this is what you need to look like. And I imagine guys get exactly the same in how they're supposed to look. Yeah. Because now it's all about like protein powder and pre-workout yeah. and going to the gym and gains and 
all yeah. these things and it's like that's a lot of pressure to put pressure on, to put on of where we're putting that pressure now onto men yeah but at the same time we're like but women can be it's all is is if we're now gone the other way we're putting now this societal pressure on men i don't know it's a very very hard and difficult subject Again, we're only speaking from one perspective because we, we are women, know. we I are heterosexual, we're, we haven't got, you know, a view from another side. Mm. But I do definitely think that looking on back of the hundred years and like speaking about all this, that it self-image and, well, your identity mm-hmm. and as a whole, can be detrimental to your health. Mm-hmm. Your mental health. I agree. Absolutely. And I do think that everyone has a part to play in stopping that being a problem. Yeah. But I don't think it ever will. And if you go back to, like the 1920s and people's... um social circles and things like are different and you don't see as many people you wouldn't travel outside of your village Mm. that much you Mm. know Um, and now we've got the ability to travel and we see different people and we have different conversations and Mm -hmm. we witness different things Mm -hmm. and then we've got magazines now i think and they kind of like over the years they haven't had it Mm -hmm. but then they're exposed Mm-hmm. to all these different trends. Yes. And, you know, I mean, the best they would have got in the 1930s would have been a billboard at, this, mm-hmm. at the end of a street. Yep. With maybe somebody, I don't know, breakfast at Tiffany's on it. Sorry. For instance, what's that? Yeah. I can't remember any now. Yeah, unless you were, like, up in the... Up <coughs> In the high earners, and where they would mm. maybe do fashion shows, but not no. very rarely. No, and, and you were not normal people. Not and it was limited, something. regardless. Up until a point, I mean, it, you're it was limited. If you could afford a magazine, yeah, or if you could afford a TV, mm-hmm. and you only had that three channels, mm-hmm. and it was very specific what was on those channels. You know, you had certain times. The news was at certain times. Everyone watched the news at. A, Certain, certain times. times. Everyone watched a soap at certain times. Everyone watched a comedy at certain times. Yeah, that was just what was on. That was just what was on. Whereas now you have like 900 channels. And you stream. You don't watch TV. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I just watched and general television. Everything was limited. Now we're unlimited and we're exposed the problem, to so much. The problem that we've got now though is technology is the problem that we have because it's not necessarily about your body image, but it's like, but if you ever tried to take a photo and you've, after you've discovered a filter and you actually see what you look like, cameras as well, you, you know, you look in the mirror and you're like, I'm looking in the mirror and I don't see the flaws that a camera is putting up, like mm-hmm. a mobile phone camera. And you're mm-hmm. thinking, you've got things like social media and Instagram, Tinder, how in dating websites where you are selling yourself via a picture. And mm-hmm. this is where we were speaking about um catfishing yeah and it's like oh you're catfishing and it's like because you have a filter on and it's like why do we feel that we need to now we can even edit our image even slightly like you give yourself a slightly thinner nose Mm -hmm. a slightly thinner thinner face and you're like and now to the point that when you see that when you see yourself without it you're like oh my god yeah and that's what the problem is now and then you get a warped 
yeah, worked version, version of, yourself, of yourself. And that's where your confidence is fucked, really, isn't it? But it's the pro- part of the problem is because these phones are like, folk are forgetting. It's like, yeah, it's 4K. It's like it's got to be catching things that your eyes are nay ever yeah. going to see. Like, of course, you're, and you don't look like that. You don't look like that. It's like when you go into any like department store or boots or whatever and you go to buy makeup the lighting is awful and you look like shit of course you do because yeah. you're there to buy makeup you need to make you look like crap mm-hmm. that's yeah. why when you see the people working there and then they walk out they look caked in makeup yeah and it's not because they want to be caked in makeup it's because they look awful under the fluorescent lights yeah you don't look like that normally no I was, before you came over tonight, I was actually looking at an article. There was a woman in America and she had a really bad drug habit. Okay. And she, um, she sorted herself out. Oh, she's got she's, the teeth. Oh, she's lost her teeth. Yeah, I've seen this woman. She's and you've seen her and she's like, oh, she looks like bloody Popeye. Yeah, and she puts her teeth in. And then in. she puts her teeth and does her makeup. makeup. And she looks amazing. And she looks absolutely amazing. And they're like, oh, it's catfish. And it's like, how is it? It's just a different version of herself. And yeah, I was just like, but I'm like, no. But she wasn't like cake to makeup. No, and she just put makeup on. Stuff. She just put a bit of mascara and a bit of foundation on mm-hmm. and a set of teeth in. And she was looking all right. Yeah, I don't think that's catfish. But I didn't think that was catfish. I neither, no. I just think... She doesn't walk about in public without her teeth in. That's but then not what she should, looks like you know, every day. She but, probably only does it when she goes to her bed. It's, but it's funny how it's like people are quite judgmental because you're like, because you're judgmental because it's like, oh, you're catfishing. She don't have your teeth because something was wrong. It's like, what happens if something had happened and her teeth fell out? What if she had an accident and part of it, she didn't have any teeth anymore? Yeah. It's like, you look at it as if a response is always something so, so negative. Yeah. It's like, but you don't know the ins and outs. Like, the judgment would be different if it was because there was a problem. Like, she had cancer of the mouth. Yeah. And therefore her teeth were taken out, but she's fine now, but yeah. she needs to wear this. Then it would be like, oh my oh, God, she looks so okay. lovely. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. It's like, oh, she's lost six of a drug problem. Oh my God. Catfishing. Yeah. What the fuck is it? Again, it's like that yeah. judgment and that's like yeah. a moral I thing. Yeah. I can remember my brother phoning me one Sunday morning and he'd gone home with some girl from a club mm-hmm. or a pub or somewhere. Yeah. And it was a Sunday morning and I answered my phone because it was really early on a Sunday morning. And <laughs> he says to me, I says to him, what's wrong with you? And he says, I can't get out of this girl's house. And I says, what do you mean you can't get out of her house? He says, well, I can't find the keys to get out. I says, well, just ask her where the keys are so I'm not waking her up. <laughs> it's like what and he's like nope not happening I says what's wrong he says I went to bed with Princess Fiona I've woken up next to fucking Shrek <laughs> I was like what and I was like I was like for fuck's sake I was like oh my god I was like this is so not funny and I was like well, what, what are you, you going to do I said you're going to have to wake her up to get out our flat and he's like I'm not waking her up he's like definitely not Anyway, long story short, he ended up jumping out the bathroom window because oh, she lived on a ground God. floor flat. So anyway, he got away from her. But he turned around and he says, he says, our personality wasn't massive anyway, he says. But like, she was, she, he says, I think she was pretty. He says, but when she woke up, he's like, she just didn't look like even the person that I went home with. So she's obviously gotten up, mm-hmm. taking all the makeup off and everything, and then taking the false eyelashes off and the hair weave and oh, everything yes. else. 
So and then like Corsoni's turned rude and looked at her in the morning. To him, he's like, I actually could have gone to bed with a completely different person last night and they've swapped you halfway through the night. He says, because literally it's not the same girl I went to bed with. I have to say, I don't think I changed that completely that much when I put on makeup. I think my complexion looks even. I have but seen I, some where it, you know, people, like, I wouldn't have recognised them at all. Oh, no. It's nice to get dolled up. Yeah, no, and absolutely. Like that. But, yeah, you're not, And that's like, just how they do their makeup. And, and you know, I suppose, like, that is how you are during the day. Then, you know, you're only going to be like that at night, like, without your makeup on. So, who you are is who you are. Yeah, you're beautiful regardless. I don't yeah. understand it. But this is the, the thing where pe- people put so much value and stock on what people look like on the outside it's like remember you could like meet somebody that's absolutely amazing like amber heard for example mm. she's not ugly she's very pretty she's a pretty girl mm. but she's a fucking psychopath clearly mm. regardless of whether what your opinion is or not of who's to blame or not in that case the audio of what's been said by her to him is mm. like damning enough as it is yeah. that you're thinking to yourself she's not a nice person so maybe we should be looking society needs to put stock in like qualities of people like kindness and yeah empathy and I, helpfulness and stuff yeah before, rather than physical before appearance the physical appearance yeah 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 no i totally agree with you yeah I've always preferred speaking to people, though, with, like, males. Yeah. Before, as you said earlier on, you do not just look at them and think, oh, they're all right looking, but you know what I mean? But you get to know them first. Mm-hmm. And if they're decent and they've got a decent personality, then does it really matter? No. Fit then it's something. Like? Well, this is it. It's like beauty fades. Beauty completely fades. As we get older, parts of us, it's, it's different. It's like... Are you really that shallow that you're going to like put all of your your feelings for somebody based on their looks? Like what happens if they have a car accident and something happens to them? Mm. What happens if they become unwell later on in life? What yeah. happens if there there's so many things that could happen? It's like you shouldn't base all of your thoughts on just the outward look of somebody. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's like ultimately, like sometimes the most average looking f- guys, it's like, but when you have, start having a conversation, you're like, do you know what? You are actually genuinely lovely. Yeah. How are you single? Yeah. Because you would be an amazing boyfriend to somebody. Yeah. Or husband or whatever, because you're just yeah. fucking am- like lovely. But again, you know, are some people not taking that step? So somebody that no. does have some form of deformity because they're worried about what other people will think. Yeah, and that's poor. And I just think, so you've missed out on something there and that's yeah. on you. Yeah. Because you've been that shallow and you've given the toss what other folk think. Do you know I know something really bad. I don't know if you know this. You might not know this, right? So well, obviously I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 24, properly when I was mm-hmm. 24. And I got married at 25. Did I get married at 25? 24, 25? 25. Same, 24, I think it was October. And I turned 25 that year diagnosed in January and I got married in October it was a really quick run round to get a wedding sorted in 10 months I considering we'd already started the first red wedding prep yeah no, I know but anyway <laughs> we won't talk about it <laughs> we had like 3 million dates no, dinner. I was so confused I didn't know whether I was coming or going <laughs> 
did it, but we were fine. We made it in the end. So anyway, somebody from his work turned around and said to him, because he obviously got, we found out in, like, it was on my dad's birthday, poor soul, I had to go and get my MRI, and I found out properly in January, but I already kind of knew about yeah. it at the Christmas time. So I found out, a guy at his work went to him, so what are you going to do? Oh, Shut up, you no. did not tell me this. No, and he went, what do you mean? He goes, well, what are you going to do now? Are you going to stay together? or? <gasps> And he was like, well, why would I not stay together with this person? It's like, I love, I love her. I'm planning to marry this woman. Why would I not? It's like, oh, well, you know, because things have changed. It's like, what, that she's got a disability now? And that's what he'd said. And I was like, so I didn't find out till years later. And Christopher told me. But when I found out, I was so angry. But like, obviously my mum worked at the MS Society. And there's men that have been like, I never signed up for this and left and shit like that. And you're just like what and don't get me wrong so people might turn around and look at me and if these people out there that turn around and look at me and think oh she's pretty thank you but like they might turn around and look at me and think god she's pretty it's like yeah but like i'm a fucking haunted house of a brain and i've got i'm like fucking all right really i should be if i was an animal the put down so (laughs) so just saying (coughs) it's not all as it all perceives to be but Right now, I we're don't... like so late. In this Are we so late in this podcast? Hold on, we're like... right. I'm gonna. Oh, we've need. We're moving on a two-hour podcast now. For Christ's sake, sorry guys. But let's look at this from a different point of view. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do I agree with what he said? No, I don't. Do I think he's a dick? Yes, yes I, I do. do. <laughs> but you're my best friend. Yes. So I'm just like, no, I don't think so, pal. And if he just said it in front of me, I would have knocked seven bells of shit out of him, probably. <laughs> but sitting here as my little Libra that I am, mm-hmm. I'm weighing up the skills uh, here. Yeah, Devil's right? advocate. He fucking hate me for She's probably slapping. He has that right to yeah. question that. So he obviously, in his head, is thinking, fuck, I couldn't cope with that. Yeah. And he's been brave enough... To say it. To say something in the wrong way. Mm-hmm. This is where, but this is where moral perceptions. Whereas Christopher's like, I can't believe you'd said that. Yeah. Whereas he's probably like, Fitzgerald was saying that it's like self preservation, maybe. Yeah. Or like you know, and then is it, it not better to be like that instead of him? I pulling you along and then down the line. Down the line, like you get to a certain point where somebody was on. like really becoming now they kind of cope and all the rest of it and mm-hmm. it could come to the fact where they take their own line mm-hmm. they can't do you know what I mean and then yeah. you start looking at their mental health and things like that and again you go to that grey area and it's what your morals and your principles are but yeah yeah no I totally agree with you um you know like my mum is obviously gone through my dad because my dad's got Alzheimer's and dementia yeah and she's like, and I fucking sign up to this shit. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she does actually say that in a more Barbara Windsor kind of accent, but you know, um, <sighs> and all the rest of it. But like, she would never walk away. No. Even though she's like, I didn't sign up for this. She's like, this is not how our retirement should be because him and her were supposed to be traveling the world in a fucking boat somewhere. So, mm-hmm. can and but she would never walk away from him. But some people might. Some Even people. though they've been together for like 40 odd years or whatever, it's like, I can't deal with this. I can't watch you no. deteriorate mm-hmm. and become a shell of an individual yep. that's sitting in your own pish. So I'm just needing it. So 
can stop painting the picture now. <laughs> so you should have ended like a sentence before. <laughs> Remember, podcasts. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot <laughs> Oh, but do you know what I mean? Like, yes. they're like, I can't do it. And they need to walk out for their own mental health. And like, mm, can you blame them? Being Seeing my mum in the situation that she is, to be fair, if she did walk away, I could fully understand why. I might not like it, but I could understand it because it's mm-hmm. disgusting. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, there's so many different grey areas. areas. I know. I know. So many different grey areas and this is it. Life's hard. I think this is a topic coming more I have to come back with like self confidence and self esteem. Steam and that, yeah. I think it's quite a difficult topic because from from like just to like sum up, I think it's like your own perception of yourself can be influenced so heavily by so many areas. I also think it changes yeah. as well as you get older. As, as I'm getting older, once I got to my 30s, I feel so much more confident in myself as a person mm. and what I'm about yeah. now than when I was in my 20s. In my yeah. 20s, I was like, I don't know where I am. I don't know where, what I... Like, not identify as, like, I knew I was a female and I knew that I was heterosexual, so it's not in, like, that scape, but it was almost, like, trying to pigeonhole myself into a box and I couldn't figure out which box to go into. And now I'm like, I don't have a box. I'm just Emma. Get, I've always just been Emma. Yeah, you, I'm you just were really me. confident self. I always had that. Though, I was always years. Emma. I'm just yeah, Emma. I'm yeah. just me. The only time my self-confidence and like my self-esteem really took a tumble, and this goes back to the whole identity thing, is when I became a mom. Yes, I agree And I that. became someone's mom. I and wasn't Emma. Emma. I was someone's mom. mom. Yeah, I agree with that. And I was like, I'm not someone's mom, I'm Emma. I, I know I am someone's mom, but you can call me Emma. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I'm I agree. still Emma. I agree with that. I actually loathe, and I can't stand when people do this. And there's somebody at one of the girls' um places that they go to's um place. I'm not going to say whether it's school or nursery, and they do it where they completely blank you but only speak to the kid. And yeah, that drives me insane. Yeah, I don't like that either. Because it's like I am stood here as a person. Yeah, you could speak to me, and I've had somebody. I went in to visit my old work once, and a woman there who apparently was a fucking arsehole anyway. So hot, well, kind of sussed out myself without really much need to like interact with her. But she did the same. She spoke to my daughter the whole time and never took me on once. And I was like, "Hi, my name's Jackie. I'm her mother. Like, what the fuck?" Yeah. Yeah, apparently she was a complete fucking nasty bastard though, so. <laughs> well, glad you got that off your chest. I did, thank you. But yeah, no, I think that's the only time where I've really had any, like, an identity crisis. I agree with that, an identity crisis. at that point, and when I moved out here, and that nobody knew me, yes. the only way they knew me was Olivia's mom. Yeah, yeah. It was either Caden's mom, mom or Olivia's mom. Yeah, well, And that mom. was it, and I struggled with that. Because I'm like, dudes, I'm Emma. Yeah. Just Emma. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm there, mom. I'm a bit of a quiet fish, to be honest with you. I don't really... I, like, I say <gasps> hi and stuff, and I'll go, hey, and stuff, and I'm fine. But, like, I don't really... But, same, it's like, I'm I didn't, Willis, I mom, interact yes. um, with the YM... Mm-hmm. YMC? No, the YMWA. No, the YMWC. So I interact with them, um, here hoot, and a couple other moms, maybe three, and that's it. Um, 
you know, everything else. Like, oh, good I think morning. that's maybe why our friendship has been so stable throughout the time because we we were pre kids. We were pre yeah kids, pre marriage, pre houses, pre if like I was living at my mum and dad's when I met you. Yeah. I've stayed over at your mum and dad's house a couple of times. Yeah. Like we were pre all of that. Yeah. Pre babies. You were the first one to have a baby. Pre everything. We were we were friends. Yeah, so and, I and we were so already were always, Jackie and yeah, I was already yeah. Emma. So So there wasn't any of that. Yeah. And even when Caden came along and and things like that, it was like, oh, Caden was Emma's son, not you were Caden's mum. Mum, yeah. And Olivia's the same. It's like, yeah, Olivia's like the little tootie and oh my god, and I sometimes call my kids a little like no, Luna, uh, Olivia, no. And it's yeah, like, I do that as well. She's not even my bed and she's not even my house. And <laughs> she still gets a throw in. Yeah. And you're like, but again, it's like, oh, I'll see Olivia because I'm going to Emma's. I'm going to Emma's house tonight because I'm going to see Emma. I'm yeah. Like, and I'll speak to Kate and I'll see Olivia, but I'm here to see Emma. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I give your kids all the attention yeah. and everything. You know, don't get me wrong. I love my cherub and my princess. Big time. But, like, I'm there to see you. So it's like, all the attention, all the boozies, all the huggles and everything. No, and then it's off. like, right, on you's going to play. <laughs> yeah. You know? Exactly. We can come back for a hug halfway through, but no, you need to go because I'm here exactly. to see your mum. Exactly. I, exactly. And I think that's really important. And I think that that's a, a, something that I, again, exactly the same as you struggled with, especially yeah. because a lot of the social situation that I got was from work. Yeah. And then there was no work. Yeah. And you were at home. And you had all oh, your pals were at work and they were at work. And some people as well, some friends don't get when you have kids. Yeah. Some single friends aren't in that situation and they don't get it. And sometimes they're like, they don't see, they, they see you've changed and you don't fit into their social circle. And yeah. You've got made responsibility and they won't try and make you fit in. Mm. And then that, so that friendship dies. Dies out, And then when they have kids, they're like, oh, we should meet for a play date. And you're like, well, but your kids are babies and my kids are now like six and five or six and seven. They're not at this stage now. Sorry, but jog on. Your time has has now since passed. Yeah. Don't come to me now that you've got kids wanting friends with kids. "Eh, eh, eh, eh." No. No, no, no. No, that ship has sailed three times times. in your route. See ya. So that's the tea. Yeah. I think we should end it. Yeah, I think we should because this is getting ridiculous. <laughs> the next one will only be an hour long, I promise. I'll put a timer on. Yeah. I'll go, midway through and I'm like, better stop just done another two hour one. I'm sorry. Oh my God, that's wild. No. I'll do less, I'll do less research next time. Yeah. I should be like me just doing none because I clearly was like, I'm going to do research and then went, I'm going to want my bed. And I was the one sat in the dark trying to write. Yeah. Because again, we're sitting in the dark now. I know, we're sitting in the dark because neither of us have got off the sofa to go. I don't know where the light is. It's behind you on the windowsill. Okay then. It might not be plugged in. What are you doing? Oh, ow. (sighs) That hurt. I have got sore hips. (laughs) (laughs) Right, anyway, guys, gals. And everyone in between. We will. Which um, apparently we shouldn't say. What? Say bye guys. And that's it. Or f- bye, folks. We shouldn't say guys, gals, and everybody in between, because apparently then that 
I didn't. I said guys I and did. girls, and I then you did. went in between. I you did. had to add the grey area. I did. I'm sorry, but I, I'll explain why. I think Christopher was telling me about this the other day. So bye, right. folks. See you later. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye.